Hi, and welcome to the God Conversations podcast with Tanya Harris. We've got plenty of other great resources that will equip you to recognize God's voice. So why not visit godconversations.com and check out what's available. I was 26 years old, sitting in my bedroom at home, at my desk, because the girls that we lived with who were previously homeless before they came to live with us was watching a show I did not want to watch, Beverly Hills 90210. So I was stuck in my room and I thought, what else will I do? Well, I'll read my Bible. And it was in that moment sitting at my desk that the Lord spoke to me about my life. I remember being so excited about it because God actually spoke to me. He said that one day I would be in ministry. Now, at the time, I didn't have any idea what that meant. I just knew that God had spoken to me. I ran out to my flatmate. I said, Jen, can you believe it? God just spoke to me. How exciting is that? That one conversation that I had in my bedroom at 26 years old led me to leave my PE teaching job, to go to Bible college, to study for a number of years there, eventually plant a church in Melbourne, become a lecturer at a Bible college, then move to Sydney a few years later and become the academic dean of Hillsong College. And then five years after that, starting a ministry that I now do called God Conversations, a ministry that equips people to recognise God's voice. So I do that by often visiting churches in really fun places like the Wimmera, when I get to sit in a truck and I feel like I'm a bit of a farmer chick with Corrie and enjoy the beauty of your country. You know, two weeks ago I was in Switzerland and uh, when I came home I showed a photo to my friend and of, the, of the countryside and he looked at it and he said, is that a golf course? Because it's so beautiful. But, you know, when I come back to Australia and I travel around Australia, I realise how beautiful our country is as well. And it's such an honour and a privilege to be here. Well, I want to speak to you this morning about conversations. I want to speak to you specifically about a very significant person who had a conversation with God. But before we do that, I'd really like to pray and just ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us this morning. Father, we know that you see us wherever we are. Whatever situation we find ourselves in, Holy Spirit, you're with us. And Holy Spirit, I just want to ask that you would speak to us this morning, that you would presence yourself here, and that you would touch our hearts, that you would change us, make us more like you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Was it a dream? That, that blinding light that, that enormous man, was it an angel? I've heard of angels before. They're sent from heaven and they carry messages. They carried a message to, to Father Abraham and to, to Jacob and to Hagar. But, but why would an angel come to me? I'm just a 14-year-old girl. and why, why would an angel come to me? Blessed and highly favoured, he said. I, I wonder why, you know. I, I serve God and I, I love him, but I, I fail so often. What is it? What do you say? You will be with child. He will be called the, the son of the most high. He will reign forever and his kingdom will know no end. Could, could this be the Messiah, the, the one our people have been waiting for? 
And how could God have a son? And how could, how could it happen to me? What's all this about? Like, a baby? <laughs> how could I be pregnant? I've never been with a man. How can, how can it be? Oh, my God, what would Joseph say? <laughs> He's not going to believe me. An angel came <laughs> and now I'm pregnant. He, he'll divorce me. We, we, we won't get married. And what will my parents say? Oh, my gosh, they'll be so ashamed. And the, and the villagers. Like, uh, imagine the gossip around the village. Mary's gotten, gotten herself pregnant. She says it's because an angel visited her. <laughs> They'll stone me. What's going to happen? What's, what's going to become of me? But God, you, you're the God I've always worshipped. You're the God of our, our fathers and I've always walked with you and I know that you can do all things, that, that nothing is impossible with you and that maybe you have chosen me for something special, something great, something I can't understand. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. Wow. God, I know that you can do all things, that nothing is impossible with you. Do you know that one conversation God had with a 14-year-old girl in a darkened room in a tiny little village in Nazareth, first century Palestine, that one conversation between God and Mary changed the world. God's plan for salvation began with a conversation. I want to talk to you this morning a little bit about Mary and God in conversation. A conversation that God had with someone who was listening. You know, I often wonder, why did God speak to Mary? Why did he choose Mary? What was it about her? You know, perhaps it was a heart that wanted to worship God, that wanted to magnify him. Perhaps it was a heart that was listening for God to speak, listening and watching for God to intervene in her life. You see, I told that story about being in my bedroom at 26 years old when God spoke to me about my future, when God spoke words that have led me to be doing what I'm doing now. But there is a backstory to that conversation. The backstory was this. When I was younger, I went to a church and I made friends with a girl called Jill. And Jill and I were great friends. We used to hang out together and muck around and get together and talk. And, you know, at the beginning, Jill would come to me and she'd say things like this. She said, oh, God spoke to me this week. I'm like, really? Wow. Imagine if God could speak to you. Because I'd never heard of God speaking before. I was raised in a church that kind of didn't think that God spoke anymore these days. He spoke back then in the Bible times, but he didn't speak now. 
So I wanted to know what Jill was saying. I thought, what imagine what God would say if he could speak to you. Like almighty God of heaven and earth who knows everything about everything. What, what would he say? So I'd say to Jill, oh, okay, what, what did he say to you? And she would tell me. And I'd go, wow, that's amazing. A few weeks later, we'd get together again. We'd go to the beach and hang out together. She'd say, oh, God spoke to me this week. Really? He spoke to you again? What did he say? She'd tell me what the conversation was. A few weeks later, we'd get together again. God spoke to me this week. Really? Well, what did he say? Because right now, how come you have the hotline to God? How come he speaks to her? He doesn't speak to me. I read those stories in the Bible. You know those kind of stories where it says, and God spoke to Paul. And then Paul would do something, what God said, and then kapow, there'd be this miracle that happened. And I'd read those kind of stories and I'd go, well, well, that's awesome, but it hasn't happened to me. That's never happened. Like I might have had that kind of feeling where God might have said something, but not one of those supernatural stories where God speaks and then it happens. Not one of those. I began to get really annoyed with Jill. I began to get jealous. I said, God, can you please speak to me? Just like you spoke to Paul, just like you spoke to the Apostle Philip, just like you spoke to Mary, just like you spoke to Jill, can you say something to me? I remember the very first time I really heard God speak. I was with some friends and we were having lunch together and we decided to pray after our lunch. And um, we were just waiting and, and praying together and I said to God as we're sitting around with our eyes closed, hands in laps, I said, God, here's your chance. Let's see if this works. So I'm waiting there. All of a sudden this verse from Philippians chapter 2 pops into my head. I'm like, oh, had my Bible there, opened it up, read it out to the girls and I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. It kind of was appropriate, had that kind of fuzzy feeling, you know, that warm, fuzzy God feeling. It's kind of cool. We finished praying and finished up, said goodbye to the girls and off we went. Drove home on the way home. I'm sitting in the car thinking about the day and thinking about our prayer time and thinking about that Philippians 2 thing and I thought, you know, I don't know. I'm not so sure that was from God. I probably just made it up. Like, how do I know that was from God? I don't know. I don't think so. Then I had a brilliant idea. I said, okay, God, if that was from you, can you make the pastor talk about that verse in church tomorrow? Good idea, huh? Yeah. Drove my car into the driveway at home, just about to get out of my car when this random thought pops into my head. Someone is going to break into your car tonight. What? Why am I thinking someone's going to break into my car? That's a bit strange. Thought to myself, well, all my good music is in the glove box in the days of tapes and CDs. So I go, all right, well, I need to rescue my things in case someone steals them. So I empty the glove box of my music, put it in my handbag, lock the car, go to bed, forget about it. Church was next morning. Get up, have breakfast, shower, ready for church, run out to my car, get the keys out of my handbag, put it into the lock of the door of the car. What? The lock's broken. I open the car door, all the contents of the glove box spilled out onto the floor. 
someone had broken into my car. That was, that was you, God? Was that you? That was you. Go to church that morning, pastor gets up to preach. Good morning, everybody. Would you open up your Bibles, please, to Philippians chapter 2? <laughs> Learned to hear the voice of God. Why? Why did God speak to me? Why did God speak to Mary? The Bible says that God is a talking God. He loves to speak. In fact, if you have a look at the Bible all the way through, you'll see it all the way, all the way through history. He, he talks. He's personal. He's not a God who has eyes that he can't see, ears that he can't hear, mouth that he doesn't speak. He's a talking God. So he's talking. Well, why don't I hear his voice? Job chapter 33 verse 15 says that God does speak. Now one way, now another. The problem is we don't perceive it. We don't notice it. We're not listening for it. We need to be listening to God's voice. Like Mary, to have a kind of a heart that's positioned herself to hear from God. You see, there's listening and there's listening, isn't there? There's a kind of listening that my friend's son did recently. Comes home from school. Bad day. What's wrong, dear? Oh, stupid teacher. She's given me a penalty on my assignment because I didn't hand it in today. What do you mean? Well, she said it was due. It's not due. She didn't say it was due. And now I get marks off. Oh, son, that's, that's dreadful. What about all your friends? Do they get marks off too? No, they handed their assignment in. Well, how, how did they know that it was due? I don't know. Teacher didn't tell us. So they all handed their assignment on time, but you didn't. <laughs> yeah, she didn't tell us. Mum says, so who was listening? See, there's listening and there's listening. There's the kind of listening that happens in the household. Honey, I've told you that already. No, you haven't. Yes, I did. I've told you three times. No, no, I was watching the footy. No, I'm not saying who is who in this relationship, but I'm just, just saying. You weren't listening. I was listening. <laughs> See, there's listening and there's listening. There's the kind of listening that comes to church and sits in the, in the seat and says, oh, can you believe the shirt that Pastor Ray is wearing this morning? Yeah. Oh, and how about that backing vocalist singer? They're, they're kind of off tune, aren't they? Oh, what's for lunch? I hope she's cooked a really good meal. And what am I going to do this week? Got to get that done. See, there's listening and there's listening, isn't it? You're listening, but are you listening? There's a great verse in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1, that says, I will stand at my watch and I will look to see what the, what the Lord will say to me. And the image is of a, a guardsman, a watchman, standing on the city wall in ancient times looking for a messenger to come with a message from another place, from another city. And there's an expectation. They're looking, they're watching. Is some a message going to come? And that's the position that God wants us to take. We're listening, we're actively listening. God, what is it that you want to say to me this morning? When I wake up during the week, God, speak to me. When I'm driving along in my car, what is it that you want to say to me, Lord? I'm listening. Speak, for your servant is hearing. To be the kind of person like Mary 
who's a God, is a young girl who worships God, who's honouring God, who's following him and says, Lord, I want you to speak to me. And that's all it takes. See, it's very easy to hear from God because he can do anything to speak, can't he? He can send a big old angel in the middle of the night to speak to you. We just need to be listening for his voice, on the watch, waiting for him to speak to us. But here's a question. How did Mary know that what she heard was from God? See, we read that story with 2,000 years distance. We don't know what it was like to be a 14-year-old girl and wake up the next morning in the brutal light of day and think about what she'd been told, that she was going to conceive. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? That's impossible. It's not natural. It's not normal. See, when God speaks, his words aren't normal. They're not natural. They're supernatural. They're creative. They're powerful. They're going to take a miracle for God to perform them. And we need to know whether it's God or not. See, for Mary, how did she know that it was God? How did she know that it wasn't just something that her imagination made up? It was a dream, crazy dream. We all have them. Elephants in tutus flying through the air, right? How did she know that was from God? Well, God asks us to test the words that we receive, test the spirits to see if they're from God because God realises and we know it that we can get it wrong. Bible says that we don't see clearly. We see through a glass darkly. It's like a fuzzy mirror and we have to test the spirits to see if they're from God. And every word from God should be tested. Well, how do we test it? Well, the beautiful thing is that God's going to help us. He's going to help us. How did he help Mary? He tells her that there's another person in her life, Elizabeth, who knows what it is to receive a word from God because she too was pregnant and she too was in an impossible situation because pregnancy for her wasn't an option. She's an old woman. God had spoken to her and as a result she had conceived. So what does Mary do? She runs to Elizabeth, runs to her door. Elizabeth, where are you? (laughs) Elizabeth opens the door. What happens? The baby in her womb leaps. The Holy Spirit speaks. And Elizabeth opens the door, sees Mary's face and says, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the child that you will bear. The Holy Spirit confirms it through another person. How kind is God to do that? How good is God to do that? He will do that for us. You know why? Because he wants us to recognise his voice. He wants us to know him. So he's not going to make it difficult. Guess if it's me or not. He's going to help us. He's going to confirm it. He's going to show us that it's him. I remember when I received that word as 26 years old and I thought to myself, wow, that's so exciting. And at the next day when I woke up, the next, I thought, well, was that from God? Weeks go by. Weeks turn into months. Did I really have a conversation with the Holy Spirit? Is that what really God has for my life? Because you know what? Nothing's happening. Nothing dramatic. There's been no miracles. I've just gone about my daily life. I've almost forgotten what he said. I remember looking at the words I wrote in my journal and it was a funny kind of way that he spoke. It was kind of through a picture using the, the symbol of an olive leaf. And I remember thinking, it's all a bit weird, you know. It's all a bit strange that God would speak that way. 
Was that you, God? Because it's a little bit unusual. A few days later, I was sitting on my bed just having a, a worship time, a prayer time. Felt the presence of God come on me. And I get these words like thought in my mind. Look in the letterbox tomorrow. Next day, I went out to the letterbox, a few different letters and a card. As I opened up the card, again, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit, the hairs on the back of my neck standing up. I opened up the card. Inside the card was an olive leaf plucked from the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem. On the other side of the card was words from a friend who lived in Asia at the time. He said, our God is a great God who answers our smallest prayers with precision. (laughs) Let this be a blessing for you. Now how on earth God got some random friend who lived on the other side of the world to confirm my promise through a symbol? How he did that to this day, I do not know. But this I do know is that God wants us to recognise his voice. Jesus said that my people recognise my voice and they follow me. God will help us know his voice. The beautiful thing is we live in a time and a place called the New Covenant where the Holy Spirit is not just given to the special people. You know, in the olden days, it was only the special people. The chosen ones, the Abrahams, the Moseses, the Isaiahs, the Zechariahs of the day who had the Holy Spirit and who could hear from God, receive his word and then pass it on to others. They were called the prophets. But when the Spirit came at Pentecost, in amongst all the things that happened on that day, the Apostle Peter stands up and this is what he says. He said, in this day that's being fulfilled is that the Spirit would come. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young and old will have visions and dreams. Prophecy, visions and dreams, the two most common ways that God spoke in the Old Testament. These are now available, not just to the prophets, not just to the Abrahams and the Moseses and the chosen ones, but to all people, sons, daughters, male, female, young and old. Everyone now gets to have access to the Spirit, now can hear from God directly. So the beautiful thing is that when God speaks to me, he can also speak to you. When God speaks to Ray, he can also speak to Belinda. When God speaks to Ken, he can speak to Robin. And he can confirm his word in the body. He can use people. He can use an olive leaf sent from a random friend in Asia. He can use an Elizabeth who understands what it is to receive from God. God will confirm his word, but we need to be willing to test what he says. You know, what, once that word has been received and tested, what did it mean for Mary? What did it mean for her to receive a word that one day she was going to carry the Son of God? See, once we've heard from God, we need to believe what he said. We need to believe what he says. And sometimes that's a bit difficult because it's always impossible. His promises are supernatural and it requires faith to believe them because faith is just hearing what God said and believing it. But it's not just believing it. It's living by it. It's acting on it. See, faith isn't just an intellectual assent 
that I believe. It's not just a theory. It's something I live according to. For Mary, that didn't just mean to have a lovely moment in her bedroom one night with God. It meant carrying a baby for nine months. And then after that baby was born, it meant fleeing to Egypt and changing her life and and going to places that she wouldn't have imagined. And it meant watching her son grow up and become this young boy who goes into the temple and impresses all the Pharisees who were much more learned than he. It meant raising this young man who, who, who though he was a, a carpenter, suddenly does all these weird and wonderful miracles. It meant that some people rejected him because he said things that were strange to their ears. It meant watching him go to Jerusalem and then dying on a, on a tragic cross as a traitor and a criminal before the Romans. It meant dealing with the resurrection and understanding what that meant for the future. This was a life now completely changed by a conversation with God. You see, when God speaks to us, it's not just a nice little chat. It's not just a warm, fuzzy feeling. It's a life that now becomes one of faith where we live according to God's promise. We don't live according to what we see. We live according to what he says. And those words enter our lives like a seed that's conceived and it grows and it changes us completely. But not only that, it changes us, but it changes the world. Because if this one young 14-year-old hadn't received that word lived according to it, you and I may not have been blessed today. Imagine what a word from God would do in your life if you're willing to live according to his word and not what you see. I remember having received that word from God about being in ministry. About a year later, God spoke to me again. He said, for these words I've given you to come to pass, you need to move. Go to another church. I'm like, what? I'm not doing that. I love my church. It's fantastic. I've been here for six years. I'm involved in a, with my friends. I don't want to leave my friends. He said, for, for what I have for you, you need to be in a different place. I remember going to this other church and as I did, a new pastor came in and God spoke to me and said, this pastor is going to mentor you. He's going to raise you up in leadership and you're going to work here at the church one day a week. Two weeks later at a prayer time in church, pastor comes up to me, lays her hands on me and says, God's spoken to me. I'm going to mentor you. I'm going to raise you up in leadership. You're going to work here one day a week at the church. Starting to see the hand of God. I thought, how could that be possible? But God's hand involved. And as I continued to listen to God, as I continued to test what he says, and I continued to act on his promises, to walk by faith and not by sight. He has given me a life that not only blesses me, because I get to do lots of things I love doing, the desires of my heart, but it blesses hundreds and thousands of others. See, God comes to us today and says, will you listen to my voice? Will you stand at the watch, positioning your heart to receive what I am saying to you. And having received those words, will you believe them? And not just intellectually, not just as a nice thought, but as a lifestyle lived according to my ways, according to the Spirit, walking by faith. And as you do that, you're going to see miracles. 
you're going to see salvation. You're going to see blessing, a life far beyond anything then you could ever imagine. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the child you will bear. All generations will call me blessed because of this, Mary said. There's an invitation today to receive from God that all generations may call us blessed, that families and businesses and communities around us beyond Warwick Nabil will be blessed because you have listened, because you have obeyed, because you have followed his voice today. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast by Tanya Harris. We'd love you to keep the conversation going by posting your comments and thoughts on facebook.com forward slash God Conversations. You can also follow Tanya on Twitter and access other resources on hearing God's voice at godconversations.com or on iTunes. Hey, we're praying that you will hear God's voice more clearly and consistently in your life. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation. 